video podcast. <laughs> Who better? I'm your king of bad taste. <laughs> well, kiddies, with that, here's your hosts to put a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 165 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike, I'm here with Grizz, and we're back for the St. Grizzabeth celebration <laughs> of like his that. birthday. Uh, uh, Grizz, this is your birthday episode. Happy birthday. Thanks, dude. Uh, we, we picked a movie. Well, you picked a movie that you absolutely love, you absolutely enjoy, and I absolutely forgot about how fucked up it is because yeah, I definitely haven't watched this in a minute. <laughs> uh, I picked this movie. Uh, this is the, the 1984 uh, one and only Toxic Avenger, the movie that made Tromaville. I picked this movie just because it had like a special place in my childhood, believe it, which is kind of fucked up now that I watch it again. Yeah, yeah. This is but, not a kid's movie not by at all. any fucking But then I think level. back, I, I like all the shit that I watched with my dad growing up was, I had no business watching. But this one, like specifically, like this was my shit, dude. Like I fucking loved Toxic Avenger and the cart, probably because like the cartoon was like a big thing in my childhood in the yeah. early 90s. So that like... I had to know what the origin and my dad was like, fuck yeah, we're going to watch toxic Avenger. You oh <laughs> so like, probably did the thing where he's like, Oh, cover your eyes. And I got the fucking hand over my eyes with the fingers open and shit. So probably the first Dude. boobies I ever saw was toxic Avenger. I'm not going to lie. Think so? I, I, I'm pretty sure my first boob exposure was toxic Avenger. That, that makes complete sense to me. Wow. I can't think of anything see- else. I don't know. I, I definitely didn't see this when I was younger. It took me a while before I saw the Toxic Avenger for the first time. Maybe like middle or high school, I think, was my first experience with this movie. I couldn't imagine seeing this at like a younger age because there's just so much fucked up shit in this one. Just It's just like mind-blowing how fucking offensive oh, this movie is at times. Extremely offensive. Um, I mean, it does not fit. 2021 standards that's for sure people would not be having this shit if it was released even though there is a remake coming out right i learned that that's that blew my fucking mind that's crazy i i I saw peter dinklage being mentioned (laughs) he's like a a mini toxic avenger (laughs) uh, yeah like I, i don't know how that's gonna work but uh this movie really is something else from a different time of uh the trauma history right i feel like this is back when they really cemented their i guess uh what what would you call it like their style of movie right yeah before this they were like doing like low budget like sex romp like some bullshit comedy stuff like that this was their first attempt at a horror movie uh and i think that they they found you know their niche like you said like this kind of solidified what they were going to be going with throughout the rest of the 80s this is the trauma style the dark humor, the splat stick, over the top gags, uh, the, the gore, the, the the you know like like Mike said now it's a little pushy and edgy as far as like you know controversy goes and stuff like that. Some of the language is a little uh, dated 
I guess you could say. <laughs> to say uh, the least. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, this is, like I said before, this is what made Tromaville. I mean, without this movie, you're not going to have anything trauma, I think. I, this really set the bar for them. Yeah, I mean, this feels very close to things, well, more so like the class of Newcomb High, right? right? More so than like Troma's War, which Troma's War does have similar, uh, I guess, comedic aspects and things like that. Uh, But this really, to me, feels like class of Newcomb High also. Um, You said how this was a horror movie. Now, do you really feel like this is a horror movie? Because I feel like it's not. I, I mean, it is supposed to be. It's not like you made that up. That is like a thing. But That's a classification. I, I think it's under at most, you know, listings. And yeah. Stuff. But I understand where you're going with this. It's, it's like a, what would you consider this? I would say more like an action movie, right? Like a weird action it's, film. It's like an, it's like a, a, a parody action movie. In a sense, where it's like it's like you know those uh, what is it, Lethal Gun? Was that the name of those movies or Top? There was like oh. a you know what I'm talking about with like that that dude with the white hair from the fucking '80s that was in all of those movies. I can't oh, remember. Leslie Nielsen Les- is that yeah, his name? Yeah. yeah. So uh, like naked, what, naked, naked gun. gun. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. We work it out. We work it out. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> but it, it's kind of like that kind of thing where it's like uh, it's not supposed to be funny it's it's supposed to be taking something that's commonly done and turning it on its head uh for comedy purposes yeah and they do a good job with mixing like the really gruesome horror shit with i guess like just regular kind of movie like movies from this time period right mid 80s you know things like fucking class well class of 1984 Right, like the the gang from that movie yeah, that feels is similar, similar to like the bad guys in this movie. You know, it's like supposed to be younger. I I don't think they're supposed to be in high school. They're obviously a little bit older than that. But like they have a similar feel where they got the shitty ass leader and the dude that's like going along with everything that he says. The girls that are equally as bad. You know. So you bring you bring up a point. Uh, you bring up a point there. Where you're like, this kind of feels like, you know, that 80s movie. And so I want to like sidebar here on something that, that's kind of similar to that topic. Because I just watched that uh, that fucking James Wan movie, Malignant, that everyone's like going ape shit about, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, I have this thing where like, I, I watched it and I personally thought it was fucking horrible. But, which isn't surprising. I'm not a big James Wan fan. The only thing he's done that I liked is The Conjuring, the original one, and the Mortal Kombat That was movie. a good movie. Both of those oh, movies yeah. are fucking great. Um, yeah. Everything else he's done is very kind of similar. I'm not really that into it. So I was, wasn't expecting much. But I don't think this movie's that great as everyone kind of is like lushing over major fucking plot holes. But the point I was trying to make, though, is that the, the movie that I just watched this uh, the week, this Malignant movie, feels like every fucking movie that's been coming out for the past 10 years they all feel the same like all the insidious movies another james wan type of thing um but like all of those kind of like horror movies of the past decade just all fucking feel the same the same camera tricks the the same gags the it's it's all just so similar is that like the way it felt in the 80s do you think when you have stuff that's just like oh these movies these horror films they all fucking feel the same like I, it's just weird to me like maybe it is like a 
you know, kind of like a declaration of our time and, you know, horror right now that this is how all of our movies look. And that's how it was in the 80s. But I just feel like it was so much better then. Like, things just felt more diverse back then than they do now. I feel like it's just so stagnant uh, of a movie industry. I don't know if it's maybe because things have become so commercialized, I guess. And, you know, nobody wants to lose money at the theater anymore. That's, that's a not very a thing good that, point. You know, that, that's not a thing that happens. They, they need you to make money or else you're never getting a fucking movie made ever again. I think and that's I a feel huge like back, point, dude. Yeah, like back at that time also, I mean, not that it was easier to get, you know, money at the box office but more people probably were going to the movies on friday saturday night that you know as opposed to now where you have all the streaming shit so you have to be more careful with your releases yeah you can see new movies at home now but i feel like we're kind of a minority that still is doing things like that where it's like oh shit like i can't wait to watch this movie they said i can watch it on demand on friday right. you know i feel like the average person still isn't really doing that so, you know, like everything else, you got to you got to appease the masses. And uh, the money is such a huge point, dude. I, I didn't even really think about it when you, uh, before you said it, but I, and it sucks because I think that maybe the 80s was more of like a, a risk taking time period. They're ready to gamble uh, on more I, stories and stuff. I mean, also, there was more drive-ins in the 80s. So you had people going to see movies that they, you know, that were fucked up. They wanted to go to that, right, like, midnight yeah. showing or whatever. Uh, you hear stories all the time about people saying, like, oh, I used to go to the drive-in with, like, my dad or my older brother. And I saw, like, all these fucked up movies there, you know? Where now, I mean, I'm not talking about, like, retro theaters or you know stuff like that yeah. like you go to your regular amc theater like when is there really like a horror movie playing it's few and far between now the, the genre although it's popular in our circles i mean it's probably not it's it's well it's definitely not the big box office thing that it used to be oh, at least. absolutely not and when it you is know? it's what what i just talked about it's these kind of james wan cut and paste and dude the thing about it that sucks about malignant that sucks is that there's a fucking awesome, awesome premise in this movie that is so gnarly and it, it could be so so much more over the top and gory and they just fucking waste it. And that's what leaves me yeah. so much bummed about it. But to your point, man, which which brings us back to the Toxic Avenger, is that the, the, the drive-in, those late-night fucking movies that were over the top, that it really came into their own, that's what Toxic Avenger was. When this movie came out, it was fucking shunned. This, this didn't gain notoriety until it hit those 12 o'clock those midnight fucking showings at the drive-ins and that's where people were like dude toxic avenger have you fucking seen this shit this is this is fucking nuts <laughs> and then a few years after 84 it's like dude everybody knows about toxic avenger by 1990 it's got a fucking kids cartoon believe it or not and it's just yeah. like and that's how that's the power of like what you were talking about of those late night horror fans that I feel like were just so more like out there and, and driven to push the market to, to to find these cult movies and make them into the fucking Toxic Avenger. Yeah, huge franchises that eventually end up going mainstream somehow. You may have never seen the Toxic Avenger, but you know of it. Oh, definitely. You know, like, 
I'm sure if I asked my parents, do you do you know what the Toxic Avenger is? They would say, I've heard of it, but I've never seen the movie. You know what I mean? Like, and they would have been what maybe in their 20s when this movie came out originally. Oh, and like sure. I know, and like I know that my dad saw certain horror movies in theaters. He went with his older brother to go see Texas Chainsaw Massacre and oh, stuff like amazing. all all crazy shit like that. Seeing Halloween in theaters, stuff that we consider classics now he, they well my dad at least i'm pretty sure my bob probably uh <laughs> tagged along to a few of those but you know they were lucky enough to see these movies in theaters and i i feel like something like the toxic avenger like you had to be really really curious to go see this one at a movie theater somewhere right especially in 1984 where oh, there was man. so much other crazy shit coming out i mean if you go through like almost every month of the 80s you just see like all the shit that's after hit yeah after hit yeah <laughs> it really is yeah from all and over like the world too it's not even just america it's insane I mean, it's well because we were also like at this point we're getting all those like italian movies coming over that may have been released in the early 80s there net like but they were only getting released in america at this point Zombie. you know what i mean getting those dude I think I think Zombie would have been. It was, it was the early '80s. I mean, it oh, might have been '80 actually. Oh no! It shit. might have actually been 1980. Yeah. Um, you never know with this shit. <laughs> you know, it was. It was a different market. I would have loved to see that on a an initial release here. Yeah. My mind would have been blown. Everybody, but, seriously. Dude, the Toxic Avenger somehow turned into a huge franchise. The movies you know kind of declined in uh quality as they went along but they definitely became more popular maybe not so maybe not so much the the later sequels or anything but the the whole the name itself the toxic avenger like you said cartoon action figures all sorts of shit was there a video game there was a video game and there was also like uh another movie that was scheduled to be made based off of the cartoon because the cartoon was basically they took the Toxic Avenger, gave him some other mutant pals, and they fought like these like pollution aliens and shit like that. <laughs> and it was it was like a whole like you know kind of fucked up Planet America type thing or whatever Captain America type Captain thing. America, yeah, Planet America. <laughs> the fuck, am I smoking? Um, oh, I know. Um, so anyways, they <laughs> but like they had a plan to make that movie and like uh, they got canned and shit like that. But by 1990, 92 through that area, uh, that era, uh, Toxic Avenger was a household name. Like you said, like your parents may not have seen it, but they knew of the Toxic Avenger. They, they've heard it before because of the fact that there was, like you said, toys, fucking games, movies and all kinds of shit. So and to think that it all spawned off of the movie we're going to talk about today is fucking yeah. crazy yeah. dude i love it i feel like from now on i have to ask my parents every week like hey have you ever heard of this movie and did you see it yeah we should have <laughs> the, the ask the segment. parents segment yeah exactly yeah yeah that's the i know your dad would be like yeah i saw that uh, i have it yeah, here you go <laughs> i own it <laughs> i forgot to see the fucking it. metallica live baby <laughs> pop that bad boy in <laughs> All right, why don't we uh, hit the trailer? We'll get into this fucking movie. Meet little Melvin. He's a 90-pound weakling. 
Everyone hated Melvin. Yeah, I'm gonna take this mop and shove it down your throat. They teased him. I wanna do it with you. Okay. They taunted him. They tormented him until he had a horrifying accident and fell into a vat of nuclear waste. Transforming little Melvin into a hideously deformed creature of superhuman size and strength. Melvin became the Toxic Avenger. The first superhero born out of nuclear waste. Holy shit! I don't know what it was, but it saved my life. All right, everybody, drop your tacos or I'll blow your brains out. The vandals and the perverts had their way with the little people of Tromaville until the Toxic Avenger ripped them apart. The Toxic Avenger. His face is so terrifying. We can't show it to you now. You'll have to see the movie for yourself. The Toxic Avenger can bend steel with his bare hands. We're all kid. Get it? Leap small cars in a single bound. He crushes drug pushers. Smashes hit and run drivers. For incredible explosive action, you must see the Toxic Avenger. He's a different kind of hero. The Toxic Avenger is coming to your town. Look out. The Toxic Avenger. You guys don't know this, but uh, Grizz and I were just talking about weightlifting for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, easily so, 20 minutes. You, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you won't have to sit through he's, that. We'll edit that out. Yeah, yeah. He's he's going uh, he's going the Toxic Avenger route, but without the chemical waste. You don't know right? that. <laughs> I got I got a, I got a fucking bucket of sludge that I'm I'm working on getting extra toxic for next year. I'm working on the yeah. fatigue or the uh, the the physique first. And then I'm gonna go full toxic out. So give me a year. You're like so. Melvin now, right? But yeah. you'll be you'll be toxic next year. Yeah, I'll be fucking Mitch Cohen by fucking <laughs> this time. Oh next my year. god, dude! What an what an awesome. I mean, it's not really like a a very unique premise to a story. It's a, a superhero movie, basically. Yes. Right. Well, it is a superhero movie. You have this kid that basically gets picked on, treated like shit, called a retard for, I mean, the whole first quarter of the movie. A fucking and, retard, to be specific. <laughs> and he uh, ends up, you know, they play a prank on him. He falls through a window into a vat of toxic waste, and it turns him into this giant, like, muscly, <laughs> mutated. That's the best uh, part is that he's muscly. Yeah, well, he is. <laughs> Everyone now, knows that when you fucking get toxic sludge on you, you get ultra buff like you're a fucking WWF yeah. wrestler from the 80s. Yeah, if I learned anything from the HBO series Chernobyl is that you <laughs> actually get buff when you're yeah. uh, when you're hit with that radioactive shit. Back. One thing that I really, really like about this is his transformation. How gruesome it actually is. And they did a really good job with the effects, especially in 1984, like the facial uh, prosthetics, when like Melvin's face is like, like this, like the boils and it's like pulsating and oh, yeah. shit. Usually when you're watching these movies, you could see like where the prosthetic starts and where it ends and what's like the air bladder, what isn't. 
they did a really good job in this Makeup movie, right? It's like awesome. Yeah, the effects are on point in this movie. The whole movie they are. Every single part of this movie where there's something gruesome, there's a kill, there's some whatever going on. They're fucking really good, man. Seriously. Yeah, a half million dollars on the budget on this thing, which is even which is it's pretty wild cuz like like you're saying, dude, it's everything looks fucking great. Like there's a there's a car chase scene with fucking cars crashing and exploding and shit, and it's like this has no business being in a movie that costs less than a million dollars, and yet here it is, and it looks fucking awesome. Camera work is really good, uh, but this scene that you're talking about in particular, this transformation, what I loved about it is at the end he falls into this vat of shit. Everyone is like standing around, and like the police come. The police are fucking hilarious. He's fucking faking it, man. He's faking Uh, it. Oh, I love that too. (laughs) Come on, if you can't take a joke, he's a fucking asshole. Like I just, I I fucking, I love this movie. It's so good. But then, like the coolest part is is that they obviously like just legitimately, but like they filmed this stunt on a, a a street full of people in New Jersey somewhere, and they light this motherfucker on fire for this shot. It is the best daytime fire suit like run through a a street i've ever fucking seen dude even today it holds up as being so good looking i loved it melvin's on fire he's on fire dude i love when the cop goes wait i can help you man or whatever and then the cop's hands go on fire out of nowhere it's like they're like melting in front of them and shit it's so good which is something i want to bring up like everyone talks about oh fucking street trash and slime city being dude Toxic Avenger is probably one of the best fucking melt movies of all time. Like this dude, movie does this is count as a melt movie? A hundred percent. How can it not, dude? There is some great melt in this movie. <laughs> I mean, it's not really a melt, but I like when the guy gets the one robber in the uh, Mexican restaurant gets his hands oh. put in the fucking fryer. Dude. Oh my god! They show you like the before and after on that thing. The, the milkshake. <laughs> that whole. The whole robber scene is so fucking wild. Like these, like, like Toxie. Okay. Cause like Toxie obviously is, was this Melvin nerd who gets picked on. And now he's the toxic Avenger and his whole like fucking gimmick is that he goes around and like just fucking up anyone who's evil, which is a great, he's like the fucking Batman, but he's ugly and shit like that. And doesn't have any money. He was in a junkyard. <laughs> yeah, and he fucking gruesomely kills him, which I think Batman would be way cooler if he fucking did that. <laughs> but like there's this this scene of like these uh these robbers in this restaurant and they fucking kill the blind girl's dog and it's so fucking sad, dude. And then they try to like fucking rape her and stuff, but then Toxie shows up and he whoops some ass and like he tears this dude's arm off and beats him to death with it and shit. <laughs> like that's cool as fuck. But my favorite part of that is the milkshake. He like takes this guy and like fills his mouth with the fucking ice cream and the fucking chocolate syrup and shit. All the shit, yeah. And then like shoves his fucking head into the ice cream, uh, the milkshake maker. Dude, I, it's just the gags after gags after gags make it so much fun. Yeah, and there's tons of them too. Like the one guy is bringing the drug money to the mayor who's like crooked, who is, who's fucking your buddy pat ryan r.i.p right <laughs> yeah dude. Well, well well wait there's our street trash connection yes that right he plays true. the owner of the junkyard in street trash that that's is him, him right yes that is him so this guy like brings him the money and toxie ends up basically taking care of him at the gym by putting his head in like the fucking uh like universal machine like where the weights stack puts his head in there and crushes him 
and you see this guy's head just get fucking obliterated by the stack of weights and like you see it after too like it's just like a mush of like jelly and skull and shit it's awesome i think that's like why i had like a different appreciation for this movie specifically right now is because of like how much i've been at the gym so like to see the gym like this whole basic like the movie kind of surrounds around this like tromaville health center which is like a gym and spa and pool and stuff like that, which just leads to like some of the best fucking gags ever. And uh, so to see like these 80s like workout machines and like I love this one part where these two bros, like the two bad guys of the movie or whatever, are like working out and they're sharing a fucking cigarette, like doing sit ups and they're passing the cigarette back and forth to each other every sit up. I was like, God damn, the fucking 80s, dude. Holy shit. Dude, is that what it was like in the gyms in the 80s? You, I, mean, was, I, know I don't were, imagine, but holy fuck. I mean, I mean, I know the wrestlers were like blowing lines of coke as like pre-workout, <laughs> but actually the guy does that before he gets his head obliterated yes, by does. the fucking machine. Oh my God. The, the gym is such a great, um, I guess, set piece in any movie, like Killer Workout. Yeah, Death right? Spa. Like, that's another one that's fucking great. Um, yeah, Death Spa. It's like a real underrated place for a horror movie to take place or any sort of movie, really, that's not like a normal film. It's just because so many built in built in fucking yes. gag pieces man yes like dude who doesn't like see these machines sometimes and go like wow you can get really hurt on that like wow oh, yeah. you could really get fucked up doing that you know like and the toxic avenger like they really play that up with you know the guy getting his fucking head destroyed you got these bros working out doing dumb shit saying dumb <sighs> shit like Oh, you got a little fat on you. He's like, I don't got yeah. an ounce of fat on me. <laughs> he's and fucking he, like, going hard. The, as hell. <laughs> yeah, he pulls the skin off his fucking stomach, and he's like, fat. <laughs> I love that shit, dude. Pumping iron. I think dude, this has the like the best thing. opening, and it's all because of like this. It, the opening is the gym, and it, it's like going through all of like the members, and there's like uh, just all of like the little groups and stuff like that. Dude, yeah, it's the like killer workout. Funniest fucking characters ever. And I, I just I just love the entire vibe it gives. The the guys are so douchebaggy. It's it's so like over the top eighties douchebaggy too. I loved it. So like Oh go ahead. Isn't the main guy's name Bozo, right? Yes. The main bad guy. Yeah, Bozo I was just gonna and say, Slug. Bozo and Slug, which is great. And they're they got the girls, uh was it Julie and Wanda? <laughs> <laughs> that's like our main bad gang that roam around the streets hitting Yo, kids with cars hitting kids with cars this fucking scene is wild dude so this gang of fucking bozo slug julian wanda are out on the town drinking and driving having a good old time what is that a camaro he's driving i think it was a camaro it, looks, it, it might be a firebird it might be a firebird it, it, give or take one of the two and uh, they see the fucking kid on a bike and their whole thing is got this point system where if you fucking, you know, hit the kid <laughs> and not just hit somebody, you got to fucking kill him. Like, that's the point of this game. And you get a certain amount of points and they see the kid and Bozo's like, oh, motherfucker, how many points? How many points for a kid on a bike? And, you know, they're like, oh, that's fucking 28 <laughs> points, Bozo. You got to get him. So they fucking pull up on him and shit and they think it's everything's cool and they do the U-turn and they crush the fuck out of this kid i mean dude the brains on the fucking road well, well wait wait first they just hit him with the car oh yeah and you're they, like, they wow, that was off. pretty that was pretty fucked up he goes over the top but, it's a good it's a good shot too i was impressed yeah with it. it's a good good stunt 
but they go one step further here and he finishes them off, right? <laughs> the reverse <laughs> backing over the skull. It's completely fucking crushed. You see his head just fucking explode from the car. And this is supposed to be like a like a 12, 13 year old kid. Oh, yeah. That's right? the thing, dude. It's a fucking child. And it's like, this is like pretty early on in this movie, too. So we're like getting right into it. And uh, they all get out of the car and they're taking Polaroids and it's giving you like these up close. Dude, like this, this looked like, like one of those fucking movies like, you know, right on the asphalt that you would see in fucking driver's ed class where it's like yeah, legit fucking horror scenes on the fucking road. Me on the Hayabusa, right? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the future. <laughs> the red mist. <laughs> There's a lot of bad shit like that in this with kids. They have the one girl. She's like a, uh, a forced prostitute. Oh, she's gosh, like 12, 12 years old. Yes. Yeah, 12 oh. years old and only $12. Like, Toxic. what the fuck? And Toxie just up. fucking, yeah, fu- fucks him up and then fucks the whole, it's literally a limousine full of henchmen. Yeah. They just keep coming out. Cliche like henchmen. <laughs> you look like fucking characters from fucking, uh, what was it? Uh, Street Fighter, whatever it was. Not Street Fighter, uh, Double Dragon on fucking arcade <laughs> that used to come out and fight you. <laughs> I love all like there's so many like the criminal element in this movie is so vast. Dude, Perry so Saturn's gang. How about that? <laughs> 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 cigar face. Dude legit looks like a young fucking Perry Saturn. I kept thinking that the whole oh time. Oh my god. Dude, that scene too. So um there's basically three criminals or whatever you want to call members. them. members. Yeah, and they're going to offer this cop money to be like a dirty cop. The cop says, like, no way. Fuck you. I'm not giving in to, you know, this bribe. So they're like, all right, we're going to fucking kill you then. So they're fucking this guy up. They got him, you know, held down. They're going to shoot his balls off with a gun. (laughs) (laughs) When Toxie arrives and he fucks these three fucking people up. The one guy, he, I, I don't get what he did. Did he punch him or headbutt him or something to the point where his fucking nose came off? He tore the fucking nose off. Is that what it was? Yeah, he, tore he just his tore the fuck off. off. And like you see, like just it looks like the crypt keeper's face, but just like filled with jelly. Um, the other the guy uh, in the dress. Yeah, the guy in the dress gets fucking destroyed. Also, right? He gets fucked up. But dude, cigar face. <laughs> When he turns cigar face into like a fucking nutsack punching bag, that is the funniest fucking shit ever. Man. The, the thing that made me laugh about that part was like the way he just like sack of shit some into the fucking barrel, yes. like into the garbage can, like because he weighs it's a dummy. So like it weighs nothing, but like usually in these movies they try to treat it like it's like it's heavy, heavy like yeah. dead weight. Not this part. To- no, Toxie just fucking like shoves him in the garbage can head first and just starts punching his nutsack like it's a fucking punching. He's punching it like it's a bag of rice at the fucking store that you're walking to buy. He's just fucking down plopping that motherfucker. It's, I don't know I why it. that made me laugh so much, but also. After that, he fucking takes the two other henchmen and cracks their heads together and their skulls just fucking explode like you see their brains coming out. There is so much fucking violence in this movie. It's fucking insane. 
right? And, like it's it's crazy. And then you have like this crazy violence, and then a little cut to like a scene of fucking the Toxic Avenger like skipping through a field at a sunset and shit. Yeah. And I just I love those scenes and just like how pretty it is and how like peaceful it's supposed to be and shit. I, I love it. You know what I really like? Right after he becomes the Toxic Avenger, they show him just kind of like running through New Jersey. And like you yeah, get like those dude. scenes, like it's like Could very just hero. like it's a yeah, it's like well not even that, it's like a landscape and like it's like backlit by like the setting sun, like you said, and it's yeah. just him like <laughs> like yeah. I, I don't know why those this are shit so good. cracks me up. It just cracks me the fuck up, man. And this whole thing is supposed to take place in Tromaville, right? Which yes. is supposed to be in New Jersey, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? Yeah, I, I totally get you, that. Because R.I.P. You see the Twin Towers at one point in the oh, movie. Oh yeah, you do. Good time. That's that's our yeah. That's our uh, our tribute. <laughs> there we go. Tox the Toxic Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love that in Troma lore, like Tromaville is like a place. They yeah. they always go back to Tromaville, right? Like that's always the home base. Class of Newcomb High, right? That's that's a fucking taking place in Tromaville yeah. with like the toxic waste plant and all that shit. So fucking funny, man. What happened to them? <laughs> I think one of my favorite elements of this movie is is Sarah. So Sarah is a blind girl. She's the <laughs> blind girl from the restaurant whose dog got killed that I mentioned earlier. And after she's saved by the Toxic Avenger, they fall madly in love, which is perfect because she's fucking blind and, and Toxie is a mutant. If, you know, yeah. fucking disgusting. Yeah. This relationship is fucking hilarious. They like have this home <laughs> together where like she has like fucking a hundred of her blind sticks like lined up yeah. with like fucking a picture of like his mom and shit like that. And there's a scene where like she's cooking eggs and oh she's my just God, dude, she's just cracking up and fucking putting the shells right in the fucking pan with them and shit. Dude. I well, love did you it. Notice, did you notice too that like when he's eating the eggs, there's like sugar packets and stuff <laughs> yeah, in the fucking all kinds eggs of also. shit. Just, everything from the kitchen is like now in the eggs, dude. It's so funny. <laughs> Dude, this this movie is fucking just too much. I I I also agree. I love the fucking quote unquote love story in this. Yeah, that's a good it's way just to put cr- it. It's crazy because like constantly people are like trying to hit on her or like something bad's almost happening to her, and he just like comes along and everybody fucking freaks out or runs away. It's like when she's like waiting for him and like that like biker gang oh, biker is like, gangs. oh well, maybe I'm your boyfriend now. She's like, I don't think my boyfriend's gonna like Melvin. <laughs> yeah, and they start they start fucking laughing, and it's fucking it's Toxie. He's like six foot fucking five. I like how he has a different voice. So he's like, "Hello, I'm Melvin." No, it's like, what the fuck happened to your voice, dude? It's so funny. That's another. I'm I'm sorry. I don't normally act like this. Yeah. I don't know what came over me. He's like the most <laughs> calm and collected, like well spoken person now. Well, before when Melvin Junko was here, he's like the nerdiest cliche person ever. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you think about when the midget woman gets dry cleans? Oh my god, dude. (laughs) He fucking dry cleans a midget. I forgot about that shit. I forgot about it, and I forget about it every time I watch it, and then it happens, and I'm like, holy fuck, this is happening again. What does he say? No no ticky, no laundry. (laughs) It's so funny. 
fucked up, dude. <laughs> this movie on so many levels has so many fucking problems. It's like going, well, it's like the time period, though, dude. If you go back and you watch like Porky's and shit now, you're like, oh my God, this is so fucking bad. Well, like, not bad isn't like a bad movie, but like, you know, societal, dude. you know, fucking bad and shit. So it's, it's Remember, crazy. In Troma's War, there's a guy with AIDS that's like oh, their yeah. like henchman that gives people AIDS. Yeah, like, that's like they the, were making jokes about all sorts of shit. They dropped a hard f bomb in this motherfucker. Yeah, I, you know what though? <laughs> I, I I have a love of that. I can really fucking appreciate that because it's like you know what? Everyone's a target. There's nobody off limit, and that's what you got to go about these kind of movies. If you're gonna pick on some people, you got to fucking pick on everybody. Make it well, fair game. You know what I kind of like about? I mean, it is. A lot of people would be offended by this movie. Oh, for sure. But what what I like about it is that, like, watching it with 2021 eyes, you're surprised and, like, almost shocked at some of the shit that these people say in these movies. Nonchalantly. Where, yeah, where you're not seeing it in, in like, Friday the 13th Part 4. Like, they're not saying this shit. No. But in, in these trauma movies, these early ones, <laughs> like, you're hearing some real fucking, like... Not, I, not to not to throw anybody under the bus, but like this is the shit that you heard when you were growing up in school. People oh, talking yeah. like on, in the fucking schoolyard and shit. This you is know? school like, bus, school bus talk for sure, dude. <laughs> I'm and it's guilty it's some as heinous charged. shit. Yeah, I, I, when you were fucking kids, do ruthless shit. So this is this is. This is definitely probably why I said a lot of that shit because I watched fucking Toxic Avenger when I was a kid. You didn't even know what it meant. You I'm just probably saying, didn't yeah. even know what it meant at that time. It's like, it just oh, I just heard cool. it in this movie. Yeah. Toxic said it. Fuck it. So, what do you think, man? Can a remake work of this? Or do you man, think like, was, it doesn't have that edginess anymore? I was really thinking about it. I was looking at some of the cast that they were they were fucking saying and stuff like like you mentioned, fucking Peter Dinklage, uh, Elijah Kevin Wood, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. I, Dude, I don't know. Julia Davis, I, I guess. I don't know, dude. I I would have to. I would. Th- I'm gonna say no. I don't think a remake of this works in any way that you do it now, for the reasons that we just said. Because you're never gonna be able to take it to the limits that the Toxic Avenger original has was able to take it in the time period. You're making a movie now with the the visual scope of 2021 being on you. And all the the pressures of today's society on you, where you're never going to be able to recreate what makes the Toxic Avenger the Toxic Avenger. Like, all this shit we just said that's kind of, like, fucked up is kind of, like, what makes this movie fucking crazy and great at the same time. Like, I'm not afraid to say that. I think this movie, it's like all those movies. Like, if you watch Blazing Saddles now, people are like, dude, that's, whew, there's a lot of things in Blazing Saddles that, you know, is kind of problematic if you look back on it one of the best movies of all fucking time and it, it's a fucking classic of movie you know of cinema so i i think that uh, a remake now would just not be able to recapture what it was that that was this movie man one thing i gotta say though is um elijah wood generally picks good roles oh he's a fucking rarely deep th- horror fan dude like rarely does he do things that are bad you know so I'm, I don't know. I, I have to put my faith in Elijah. That Maniac remake was fucking awesome. It was good. It was really good. He's like he's a definite. He's a big fucking Tim Ritter fan too. So shout out to fucking Tim and Elijah Wood on that. Uh, but I'm worried that maybe his fanboyism of horror might be taking over his judgment on this one. But I, I don't know oh, too much about it. You know, it's clouding his judgment. 
We'll see. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. I don't know, man. Well, it's it's a weird. When I saw Kevin Bacon was on, I was like, okay, this is interesting. This is a weird choice. Who is Kevin Bacon supposed to play? Yeah, does he play Bozo? <laughs> Dude, if if Elijah Wood and Kevin Bacon play Bozo and Slug. Oh my goodness! See, I I imagined I Elijah Wood playing like Melvin Junko. When I originally that's that's, that's what, what I, thought. I thought. Yeah, but uh, like even. Like Peter Dinklage playing the Toxic Avenger, yeah, that what? that kind of threw me off. I didn't really understand that too much. They got that. They got some kid, this Jacob Tremblay from fucking all these movies. He was in that new Shining movie, Doctor Sleep and stuff. So I don't know like where all these like people are gonna fit into the cast that I know of the Toxic Avenger. Like none of these people that we're mentioning make sense in this movie to me. It, 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 it know, has to change drastically for that to work. You know who has to play the Toxic Avenger? Batista. I could see that. <laughs> I could see it. Can we can we petition Batista to play the Toxic Avenger? I could see that. <laughs> I wonder how big Batista's dick is. I hear it's huge. Man. I do. I just got hogged. I think that's the reason why it's so uh, speculative. <laughs> uh, so, Chris, why don't you give me your final thoughts on the Toxic Avenger? Man, Toxic Avenger is fucking awesome. This movie's wild as fuck. It's uh it's a timepiece. It it made a company that is still alive and thriving today and largely I think part due to the success that that this movie is. I think if you haven't seen it, you you fucking owe it to yourself to to go out immediately and watch Toxic Avenger. It's on a million different platforms. Troma's got their own fucking bullshit streaming thing you can watch for free and then pay four dollars a month or something so make sure you cancel it before the month's up and then you can uh you know watch all that stuff you want i agree man i think this is one that is a must watch if you're a fan of vhs tapes if you're a fan of general weird movies from the 80s this is one that you definitely have to have under your belt uh we were debating whether or not the tape is slightly edited compared to the newer releases we came to the conclusion that yes it does seem to be uh a little bit different yeah but um either way find it rent it you know buy it do whatever the fuck you want yeah watch this shit make sure you show it to like the youngest relative that you have yeah five right five years old five six good good place to start yeah show him some boobs he'll be fine yeah yeah (laughs) teach him some fucking terrible language (laughs) all right let's head over to the video dropbox and see what we're doing to start our wonderful spooky season oh fuck yeah We are back in the video Dropbox, and it is that time of year, the favorite-ist, I don't know, most favorite time of year uh, for, yeah, for people that probably listen to this podcast, at least not mine specifically. My favorite time of year is the dead of winter when it's like fucking 20 degrees below zero. Uh, amen, dude. Just, 
I love it. I'm built for that weather. You will never hear me complain Hell about no. that, except when it's snowing sometimes. But now, probably not, because I don't have the shovel anymore. I fucking so hate fine. being hot. I fucking hate the summer. I hate the expectations of having a good time because it's nice out. Fuck you for fucking yeah, making fuck me feel that, that way. So fuck that shit. I like it when it's I nasty my- as fuck out. You're not expecting shit from me but being home and enjoying my fucking lonesome self. No sweat, no bugs, no nothing. Fucking lay it on me, baby. Dead. It's beautiful. God damn. Yeah, we're, that's when I do my best writing, right? My when I'm writing my novellas and my fucking my poetry. Log cabin. <laughs> 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 All right, so to start off our wonderful season of bad well what do you want to call this what do we call it every year i think we call it like the bad taste halloween spooktacular season oh god who the fuck knows let's let's think of something else wait let's think of something right on the fly right now the bad taste video fuck your halloween season yes the <laughs> anti-halloween halloween special no we can't say that because everything's gonna be fucking halloween related yeah, or at least no. fall related we thought we would we would we would lightly creep you into the season yeah we're gonna creep into the halloween season and we're gonna kick it off with the 1981 made for tv movie that if you're a tape collector you probably have looked for this tape at one point or another Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, a movie that came from a time where a TV movie wasn't necessarily a bad thing. Oh, yeah. Salem's Lot, that was a TV movie, and that movie kicked one fucking of the ass. Best movies. And this is another one where it's not necessarily a terrifying film, it's not graphic, it's just a good story, right? This one is just a fucking awesome story, great visuals. It's fucking sick. It's, it's the perfect kickoff to our our fall celebration here on bad taste video i think this one is gonna it's like it's not over the top halloween driven but it really kind of like gives me that sensibility of that harvest time the fucking scarecrows i this is a really perfect choice i think for this year all right let's hit the trailer and we'll talk a little bit more about it On the CBS Saturday Night Movies, this gentleman saved this little girl's life, but they accused him of harming her. Do this ourselves. And he was tragically murdered. Now, one by one, the men of this town are dying. Who is his avenger? Is it the dead man's grief-stricken mother? They killed my boy! The little girl who loved him. I know what you did to brother. Or could it be the Scarecrow? night of the scarecrow coming up next yeah i think you you nailed it saying that it kind of puts you in that like harvest time mood right it's like uh takes place in like a rural area you got the scarecrow there and all that shit it's not a halloween movie but for some reason it feels like one right it's got a uh, yeah and it's got this weird like uh it's kind of kind of a weird plot, man. It's got a weird story that uh, that kind of takes place that unfolds 
into like you know the the action of like the meat of this story it's, it's very unique so i'm excited to, to dig into it a little bit yeah i'm i'm definitely excited to watch this one uh i don't think we're gonna start with the uh little bonus features yet right we'll start we'll start doing that maybe we'll save that for october, october. yeah that's really gonna be yeah. the halloween kickoff is gonna be the, the first week of october i think for us this is actually going to be our fall kickoff. Yes. This will be released the day after the, uh, you know, the official first day of fall. So hopefully we can get you in the mood to uh, what, what the fuck do people do in the fall? Pumpkin pick, pumpkin yeah. carve, go to drink corn pumpkin mazes, things. Fucking you drink, you drink pumpkin shit. Apple blumpkins or whatever they call them. <laughs> I no, I don't drink I'm that not, stuff, dude. I don't, I'm not a big no, cider fan. No, I don't drink. I don't drink. Uh, what do they call those things? Pumpkin spice? No, I can't do it. Latte? Oh, whatever gross. the hell it is. No, I'm not a coffee person, so I don't know. But I, I will. I do enjoy the fall beers. I do enjoy like a, a nice pumpkin beer once in a while. I'll, I'll give that a try. There's an apricot wheat that I really like that comes out from Ithaca uh, Brewing Company every year. That uh, I'm gonna give that a try again. Not a big it's, drinker it's, though, so I have to be careful. Me neither. Get fucked up. Even though I did, even though I did have a uh, a drink or two today at the Polish oh, festival. Oh yeah, I forgot that I where you were. Yeah, your, your brother <laughs> with my people. That's yeah, right. my people. <laughs> the the guy that was doing a reenactment of the World War II Polish military complimented my mortician shirt. Very nice. So it shows great minds think alike, right? <laughs> it must be a European thing. Like, yeah. it, you know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, I'm not from Europe, but my family originally was. So <laughs> who the fuck knows? Uh, well, Eastern European at least. So, uh, Grizz, uh, one thing I want to ask you, man, what, what do you think is the best ha- Halloween TV show, like TV episode or whatever of all time. Man, uh, it's good. I'm I'm a little bit biased to uh, Home Improvement just because it was like one of my favorite shows growing up, and their Halloween specials were always fucking awesome. Uh, they had the one where like they were uh, they're like pranking fucking Tim that uh i can't remember who was dead or somebody was dead and like they had a huge halloween party and i was always so jealous of the fucking halloween parties that they would have on any of these shows roseanne and all that shit dude i was always so jealous of the halloween parties they would always have on those shows because i we like i don't know like nobody i fucking knew had cool halloween parties like that where everyone dressed up like adults went and fucking dressed up and partied like everyone i know is fucking lame i don't think i ever uh uh, maybe like when I was maybe like fucking 15 years ago like when I was in college I attended some nice yeah. Halloween parties that were pretty good my early 20s but, maybe but like not like these were like parents in these shows having fucking other parents over time. for a fucking Halloween different party time. <laughs> different time man that was the 90s <laughs> I mean, Fresh <laughs> Prince had some good ones shit. too dude now you gotta be thinking about it there's so many good shows that uh, just doesn't happen anymore man like obviously Treehouse of Horrors is like the fucking best thing ever. Like that's the number one. I don't know, man. I feel like it's a lost art of making like a great Halloween episode to a to a sitcom or whatever. It's not a thing anymore. Didn't I they, guess people also wasn't d- there like don't that really show last year that they tried doing something with like they did Freddy they did Kruger. Freddy Krueger. Yeah. yeah. The 
I don't know. I'm not a real. I'm not I a real TV wanna. guy. Yeah, me neither, dude. So I, I, I'm more of like a movie person. So I don't really watch TV or YouTube. I watch a ton of YouTube. I watch a lot of Ghost um, Adventures for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> but me. I feel like I feel like also people don't like look forward to television like they used to. Like yeah, I used yeah, to love sure. the fall season to watch like Roseanne and like Family Matters and all that shit. It's just not the same. I think it's just like an abundance of choice now. Whereas, you know, before, like everybody was kind of like in this bubble of media that we all kind of shared a common experience through where I think that experience is lost because, you know, how many fucking platforms are you able to, to watch things? Like you said, you watch a lot of things on YouTube. My nephews who are like fucking 10 and 12 years old and shit, dude, I went and saw them this morning and all they fucking did was sit there and watch YouTube videos. So it's just a completely different time. It, it, it is like a lost art form of these really iconic Halloween things that just kind of like put a, an exclamation point on the season for me, man. Like the fucking McDonald's fucking buckets. Remember the fucking buckets you would get from McDonald's? Of course. That they would smell like fucking french fries. Like 10 years later, you'd smell that fucking bucket and it still smelled like McDonald's french fries. Like it just, man, like our childhood, I feel like was the last like fucking heyday of fun for like Halloween and like really just like seasonal like all holidays man I feel like things are just not I, we just probably sound like old fucking assholes honestly being like oh things aren't the same as they used to be <laughs> so who knows um, I mean the, the only way that I could it sounds fucking like stupid as hell but back when we were kids you had less choices Right. You know what I mean? Like there was only chances are, you know, maybe you didn't have cable. Cable what everybody didn't have cable back sure. then. And it wasn't like you had the internet as an option. So you would look forward to these TV shows. You you would look forward to the things going on at McDonald's. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? For like the Halloween stuff. You'd look forward to the uh the haunted house that was local to you because when you're a kid these are all things that are are a big deal. You know what I mean? It's not like now where you're you're inundated at all ages with just information and seeing what other people do and what other people have. You know, it was crazy. And I feel like, you know, your your parents may say this to you, like it was a simpler time. We were the last of the kids that lived in that like simpler, simpler time. I hundred. You know what I mean? No, no cell phones, no bullshit like that. Like you were at home watching TGIF on Friday nights. You Dude, know, I'm doing so dumb shit like that. For that, like I have, a, I have a, a great appreciation for the position that uh, I think our specific generation falls into. Not so much like millennials or anything like that, but just our age group of being like 30 to 35, where we experienced a lot of like what was great about the 80s and the early 90s. But we've also been able to adapt and learn, and and you know come into our own with technology and stuff as we've grown so i think we have kind of been able to master a little bit of like both worlds where we have the appreciation of the past but we can also have the understanding of the future yeah. i'm, I'm very transitional of that transitional generation of yeah, that stuff for sure you know what you know what's funny like i really feel so i was born in 87 i feel like really like yeah, I guess you're right. Maybe like if you were born in 87, 88, 89, I feel like those were the last years where you were going to experience all like the fun shit. 
you know the good times <laughs> well yeah but like 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 my girlfriend's born in 90 and it's complete or is it 91 one of the two but she's born in the early 90s and it's like a completely different experience that we've had growing up like we did there's some overlap of things that we've experienced and that we remember and stuff but there's also a lot of distance in like yeah. the things that i remember and like things that i experienced it's it's it really is like that if you were born in the in the late 80s you kind of have this weird perspective on things it's a little bit different yeah. well also remember like i have an older sister that's a couple years older than me so all my hand-me-down toys were from the 80s for sure you know what i mean like all the stuff that you were buying secondhand was from the 80s oh yeah so you you were experiencing all like the the fucking we always joke around with our friend group the light bright and all oh that God, stuff yeah. like you know what i mean like dumb shit like that we're like kid i don't know if my cousins know what a light bright is you know no that's true i think that we we also relate a lot with the the generation of the 80s and stuff too because like you said we a lot of things didn't change from the early 90s to that you know from the from the late 80s and stuff like that so we were experiencing a lot of the same things a lot of the shows yeah. on tv were reruns of things from the 80s like i watched all the gi joe cartoons i watched he-man and all that shit too I wasn't a child of the 80s when it first came out, but I watched all that shit on rerun 100% yeah, of the time. Yeah. So, Different time, man. And our, our parents actually let us it. leave the house unwatched, yes. unsupervised, especially on Halloween. I used to <laughs> I used to babysit my little brother when I was 11 years old. That's fucking Crazy, stupid, right? dude. Yeah, I, I can't even believe that. Like, I can't even... I, my parents definitely... I don't remember what year or how old I was, but they would go on vacation and leave me alone. I mean, I was obviously old enough to fucking fend for myself. Yeah, I but could like, feed myself. That was basically the main necessity. <laughs> but, it, you know, kids nowadays, I doubt their fucking oh, parents man. are leaving them overnight to go, you know, even when they're like 17, they're not allowed to stay by themselves. It's okay, they got like a million fucking ring cameras in their house. Their smoke detector yeah. fucking talks to them and shit. They're fucking crazy. Fuck that. All, all from me asking you what the best Halloween sitcom episode was. <laughs> so we will get into that starting very soon. But Grizz, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video. And you can find everything we do at BadTasteVideo.com. And please subscribe. Leave us a good review. Leave us a five-star rating, whatever the fuck it is now, on iTunes or wherever you're listening. We really appreciate it. Um, listen to all our buddies, Laser Graves, Te uh, Tapehead Massacre. Fucking everybody just go do it. Dude, Tapehead Massacre. Fucking our boy Caleb played Gathering of the Juggalos. Can you believe that? Whoop, whoop. Two scoops, bitch. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> are we, are, is every fucking horror podcast the secret juggalo fucking they podcast fucking better be dude dude we're gonna bust open some fago one of these days we're gonna be at the gathering next year you're gonna catch us at the booth baby come check us out yeah oh my god yes we go. should. dude i'm fucking there i'm 100 all right there. we're gonna we're gonna figure that out maybe we could do that <laughs> maybe we could do that all right we'll see you next week with dark night of the scarecrow